Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome again to Food for the Journey. Today is Wednesday of the first week of Lent. Oftentimes people go, oh, Lent, oh. But what we want to do is to clean ourselves or to give ourselves to God and let God clean us that we may be ready for Easter. This is our time to change our lives if we need to, to make one step, even if it's one step in the right direction. God will hear it and lead you. So today, the prophet Jonah tells us this. The authoritative preaching of Jonah moved the people of Nineveh to believe more in God's mercy than in their own evil. The evil generation, on the other hand, remains reluctant to believe, demanding a sign out of pride, self-reliance, and skepticism. By faith we look to and trust the word of Jesus, for he is more than a sign. He is the word made flesh, sent, though that we shall not perish. Let's take a look, brothers and sisters, at the first reading from the book of the prophet Jonah, chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Set out for the great city of Nineveh and announce to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh according to the Lord's bidding. Now Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city and had gone but a single day's walk announcing forty days more and Nineveh shall be destroyed when the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the ashes. Then he had this proclaimed throughout Nineveh, by decree of the king and his nobles, neither man nor beast, neither cattle nor sheep, shall taste anything. They shall not eat, nor shall they drink water. Man and beast shall be covered with sackcloth and call loudly to God. Every man shall turn from his evil way and from the violence he has in hand. Who knows? God may relent and forgive, and with his blazing wrath, so that we shall not perish. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do them. He did not carry it out. Think of that. A sinful people, they changed, and they were not killed. They were not destroyed as a people. You know, brothers and sisters, we all need a heart that is contrite and humbled. And a heart that is contrite and humbled 
O God, you will not spurn. That means when I've done something wrong, I say I'm sorry. I don't try to hide it. I say it. And I'm humbled before God when I confess that sin. But God hears it. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness, in the greatness of your compassion. Wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. For you are not pleased with sacrifices. Should I offer a burnt offering, you would not accept it. My sacrifice is a contrite spirit, a heart contrite and humbled. O God, you will not spurn, you will not turn away. And even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, for I am gracious and merciful. I know we're all sinners, but how often do you go to confession? Oh, maybe once a year, maybe once two years, once a month. Because we sin. Ah, that's my that's my advice. Go once a month, and just tell God through the priest what you've done, and it will be wiped out. You don't have to carry it. Now we take a look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter eleven, verses twenty nine to thirty two. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah they repented. And there is something greater than Jonah here. God understands that we're sinful. He wants us to confess it to him. Please, even if you haven't been there for years, please go and just say, Father, this is my first confession in ten years. Just do it. It doesn't matter. You just tell him what you know is wrong. He might ask you a couple of questions, but he will absolve you from your sin. He loves you. I want to share with you just a portion of what St. Peter Damien, who is a Benedictine monk, a theologian, and a cardinal, and he's now a doctor of the church, and he says this, Rouse yourself, I tell you. Arise and be awake, you who were overcome by the sleep of sin. Come alive at last, you who fell before the deadly sword of your enemies. 
the Apostle Paul, is here. Listen to him as he briskly demands a hearing, knocking at your door and calling to you in clear-cut words, Wake up from your sleep, he says, and rise from the dead, and Christ will revive you. If you hear Christ who restores life, why do you feel uncertain of your restoration? Listen to his own words. If anyone believes in me, he says, even though he dies, he will live. If life endowing life itself seeks to raise you up, why do you further tolerate lying dead? So beware of drowning in the depths of despondency. Your heart should beat with confidence in God's love and not grow hard and impenitent in the face of your great crime. It is not sinners, but the wicked who should despair. It's not the magnitude of one's crimes, but contempt of God that dashes one's hopes. If indeed the devil is so powerful that he is able to hurt you in the depths of vice, how much more effective is the strength of Christ to restore you to the lofty position from which you have plummeted? Shall he that has fallen never get up again? If your flesh has fallen amuck under its load, it is the goat of penance that urges it and the hand of the Spirit that manfully draws it free. Because the mighty Samson wickedly revealed his secret to a flattering woman, he lost not only the seven locks of his hair by which his strength was nourished, but was also blinded after his capture by the Philistines. Yet when his hair grew out again, he humbly called for help to the Lord God destroyed the temple of Dagon, and killed a far greater number of his enemies. Then, if your impure flesh has deceived you, if it has stolen the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, if it has extinguished not merely the light of your countenance, but that of your spirit, do not be depressed and utterly despair. Once again, Collect your forces, bestir yourself, dare to perform great deeds, and by so acting you will have the strength through the mercy of God to triumph over your enemies. There's a lot in there to think about that. St. Peter Damien, who wrote that, died in 1072. He was a Benedictine monk a theologian, and a cardinal, and he is a doctor of the church. You can trust these words. I encourage you to read them. Read them once a day. Just that whole thing that I read to you at the end here. Just read that every day, and God will hear you. Be confident in God's love for you. My goodness, brothers and sisters, all he needs is that we turn to him. Sometimes people say, oh, it's been too long. I haven't been to church for 35 years. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When you come, come and know that he loves you 
and he wants you upon his flock, us. Don't you want to see all your friends in heaven? Yes. Don't you want to be with your family? Yes. All that awaits you. We just need to turn now. It doesn't mean we need to be perfect, but we need to bit by bit. When we see, think we're, we're doing something that isn't good, that will say, I've got to stop this. It's a habit, but I've got to stop it. And ask God for grace to stop it. Take one sin at a time. It'll take time, but it will come. God hears you, and he loves you. I think, sometimes I think he must sing in heaven when we turn to him. When we're not afraid anymore, we just look at him and say, Jesus, help me to follow you now. From now on, I want to follow you. I know I will make mistakes, but I'll do my best. When we do that, I just, I don't know, I would i would smile, but he's our father too. Jesus is our savior. Think of that. One God, he loves you. The Holy Spirit who guides us, if we let him, may God bless you. May he draw you. Take one thing at a time. Don't try a lot. Turn one thing at a time and learn to draw closer to Jesus. Amen. Mercy is at the heart and the center of God's love for us. To help you encounter God's mercy, I want to offer you a free copy of my booklet, Captured by Mercy. To request your copy, call one 800 282-4789 or go to our website renewalministries.net slash ffj